Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's 5 o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall, live from my kitchen. Nice to be talking with y'all. You, you you were allowed upstairs for this episode? This, uh, yeah, I, I need to, we're doing Thanksgiving 2, and I am in the process of putting some sides together to, to bring with us. So if you hear some chopping and some scraping and some light sauteing, all of that is just coming out of the, the Hall family I could, test kitchen here. I could Sounds go like a whole the, lot of love. With this hangover I'm living through, I could go for a really sweet ASMR sautéing sounds 40 minutes if you guys are okay with that. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a text last night that you were on the struggle bus, so uh, oh, I was God, wondering how yeah. today was going to go. So Kennedy so, is here, Cass is here, we're recording yo, the day after Thanksgiving. It the morning is after. Black Friday morning, 9 a.m. Yeah. I Which is a, a good tele- reminder that the Steal This Beer merch shop still has a whole bunch of stuff. So and go to stealthisbeer.com. We're charging double. <laughs> Always counter the market, John. Never do what's expected. We will sell you t-shirts for $90 today. Well, they're super um, exclusive. Super, super exclusive. Yeah, I found one else. I didn't even know I had. Castle hotbox them for you if you want. <laughs> Uh, how is everybody's thanksgiving and week leading into it fantastic justin yeah it was great i uh i I cooked from six until 6 a.m until uh 4 p.m yesterday so a good 10 hours of cooking and then uh drink way too much wine last night yay don't really remember you coming drinking Beaujolais Nouveau, that, that classic that classic Thanksgiving pairing? No, I didn't have Beaujolais Nouveau. I haven't had it. <laughs> well, you better get it. This is the week. Yeah. It might not even be the week. Has that moved at all with Global War? La- I think it was last week, actually. Yeah, I imagine it's going to have to get earlier and earlier. The, the week before Thanksgiving. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there. So I went out to Good. Chicago last weekend. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, but just to visit my buddy. So it's weird. I say I go to Chicago, but these days I just go to his house in the suburbs. <clears throat> so we did hit Binnie's three different times. Binnie's really is an embarrassment of riches. Those of them that live in live in the greater Chicagoland area should be grateful. And to those of us who don't should not make fun of the Binnie's traders because even the smallest Binnie's is 
chock oh, yeah. full of stuff we want to drink. But I kept coming across Dovetail and happily grabbing Pilsner and Hells all week and found a suitcase of celebration cans, which by oh. the way, a 53-year-old man should not drink all of in a night. But no, you know, live and learn, live and learn. Um, it's so good. It's so good for drinking and playing darts. That's all we did. It was me, both my boys, and Jimmy in his basement throwing darts, and I was just down at 12 ounces of celebration. That was Darts with time. Jimmy. That's one of my uh one of my favorite Springsteen lyrics. Is that right? Darts with Jimmy. I might have down to name a beer after. I'm gonna have to go um, make a New Jersey IPA called Darts with Jimmy. Down in the basement, yeah. Um, yep. I had my first proper celebration of the year uh yesterday. I wait until oh. after the Thanksgiving meal to to, to drink it, it down. How was it yeah. done? It's delightful. It's delightful. Is it in a bottle? People are really upset about bottles this year. Um, it was not. It was canned. Good. You can only buy bottles of it from the brewery. Is that right? Is that true? I don't know. I think, I think that's true. I was at the brewery um, in, uh, in North Carolina last week. I guess when I sent you guys. A picture and uh and then john released a special uh story little special article about here. it yeah can we can we so, not call a not so humble brag an article anymore why are you guys calling it an article john got a hard to get here blogged about it and the whole world <laughs> lost their mind blogged about it no. <laughs> um no actually earlier in the week i was telling justin this so earlier in the week i was at bond place hanging out with our good friend sam masato evan Am watson the happened to show up pronounce it bomb priest from the reference showed up we had a fun time we were hanging out uh and craig this uh, fan of the show shows up uh and really just a nice nice guy and enthusiastic beer drinker and he asked me if i had had this beer selly drippins which is uh, after they brew celebration, they have all of these hot bags and they're 800 barrel fermenters uh, that just hang out in a oxygen deprived uh, negative space overnight. And all of the beer that has collected into these hops just fall to the bottom and they now collect that concentrated celebration hop celebration. And then they barrel it now or they, you know, they package it uh, into, into some barrels uh, and they sell it only at the brewery. So Craig was telling me about this, and then Justin sent the picture, and I said, you know, this is interesting enough. So I wrote an article on allaboutbeer.com, and uh, and the good folks at Sierra sent me a crowler of it, which, you know, that's the humble brag for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah. had to taste not it Not so science. humble, dude. When you publish it nationwide, it's not a humble brag. <laughs> no, it's called journalism. It's called, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I know that's what you're calling spot. it. Um, <laughs> Apparently, I'm they've been doing this for, for a bunch of years, though. They've been doing this for a bunch of years. Um, and their brewer there, Scott Jennings, was telling me that some of the locals have figured this out over the last uh, last little bit. And after the brewers go and drink their you know dozens and dozens of pints of it, uh, and it goes on sale to everybody, there's a couple of folks who come in and start buying like 18 crowlers at a time you know, to start mewling around the country. So there's been this sort of underground ness to it uh and i blew up their spot for sure and Cass, how I'm many WRXs can you trade for a, a growler of selly drippings probably one if it was in good conditions yeah there you go the, the car you mean if the car is <laughs> yeah. in good condition yes yeah. is making the market <laughs> depends i would gladly that, depends, I, depends well, the way gladly, on the tread sir 
Well, hey, if any of you listening out there want to just get me some Selly Drippings, you know, find me on the Instagram at I Drink Good Beer and send me a message. I will give you my address and we'll find something nice to trade. So, Hall. Yes, sir. Did you notice a remarkable difference in the Selly Drippings? Yeah, 100%. Is it just way more bitter? I doubt they're doing Mm -mm. the same dry hopping to it, right? It's not more bitter. That's the interesting thing. Uh, the pine kind of goes to the background, and I was telling uh, Kennedy because he had it, and I think you you agreed with these tasting this right. It's it's got this lilac daffodil thing um, that comes out, and this almost like berry candy, like dark berry candy. Um, it's really I don't know. What did you get off of it, Kennedy? I had so I had it. I didn't even notice it on the menu um, at first because I was so excited to just get a regular celebration at the brewery. So I ordered a pint of celebration, and then they, you know, they left the menu on the table. And while I was sitting there drinking the pint of celebration, I was like looking at the menu, and I was like, "Oh crap, this looks interesting." When I saw mm-hmm. the, the drippings, um, so I had a half pint of it right after, right behind a, a pint of regular celebration. Um, and yeah, I, I I think it it just had a more like intense, more intense flavor. It's way less balanced than Celebration, not in a bad way, but just not something you necessarily want to drink a suitcase full. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's cer- certainly. I don't know, man. Speak for yourself. I I, I drink a suitcase full of it. Yeah. <laughs> I drink it from a shoe. Now, does this uh this happens on both coasts, or is this an East Coast thing? East Coast only. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the way that Chico is set up, um, it's not built for uh, making Selly Drippings. So it's only Mills River. And what's and amazing Walt to Disney me World is, the is ready for anything. Yeah. What's amazing to me is the efficiency of their system there. So it's a, a you know, they're talking about an 800 barrel fermenter. Um, and at the end of it, when they're done, they get about six barrels worth of these drippings, uh, coming off of it. So the filtration and the transferring, like the, uh, just the efficiency of transferring from the fermenter to, uh, filtration and then to, to packaging. I mean, there's almost no loss. I mean, six barrels out of 800 is incredible. So, yeah. um, those are some pretty pretty thorough pumps that they got going on there those must just be tremendous bags of hops like to hold six barrels of liquid yeah like that's for those of you at home i don't i know i don't need to explain it but that's 12 half kegs of beer in a bag of cabbage yeah (laughs) that's insane that's 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 one way to do it so that's insane Um, so we should probably do, do point they apply, out one. Do they apply? Wait, wait, wait. Do, do you do you know? Do they apply any pressure? Is it just what falls out after those the runnings are off? It's what it's it's what like so literally drips out in yeah. the bag at all. They're not applying like a very not, you know ton of CO two to the top. That's crazy. Not to my knowledge. Yeah, isn't it? Neat stuff. Thanks for breaking yeah. that very important beer story, John Hall. Now I'll never get it because the world knows about it. You could have given me a heads up. Could have. But you were in Chicago. You were busy. Boy, was um, I busy. Holy shit. <laughs> doing darts oh. with Jimmy in the basement. <laughs> uh, we should probably point out that at, at this point, we are recording this 9 a.m. on Black Friday. <laughs> uh, half of us are hungover. There yeah, is no which, guest. Which we half? do not have beers. <laughs> I got a beard. 
<laughs> Good for you, Cass. Cass never says drinking, that. No, I chose I chose violence as as Hall would put it. I went for a, a rev, uh, death by cherries, oh. imperial stout, Holy shit. and <laughs> bourbon barrels. Going in for the fourteen and a half percent. So, so, so one a.m. I was drinking Douce Tom and Jerry's, and now I'm hearing about what the hell, dude? You're not being nice to my hangover. What I a monster! Do something to catch up with all of you. Oh. He's, he's you, the one that said he did not have a hangover. So, I guess he's. Did you did you knock it at it at all at dinner last night? I mean, I probably had about ten beers throughout the day yesterday, and then had a couple uh, couple bourbons when I got back from my brother-in-law's. But so, no, I got to bed at like nine thirty. Wow, you're you know. stud. Yeah, no, I just kept <laughs> had drinking. plenty of water. I did not have plenty of water. I oh, and there's a new. So my son Cassie, who cooks quite a bit and is quite good at it, is currently in a phase of playing around with both dehydrating and citric acid so not only did i not drink enough water i went to sleep last night with literally just citric acid on my tongue so i woke up in the middle of the night like somebody's trying to kill me with a lemon i've I've had a very hard hard sleep of it Uh, but the good Um, news is there's really fun green apple slices in the kitchen this morning um oh i also drank a lot of hop water yesterday why? What I should have been drinking. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nice alternation of uh, the beers that I was having. I was drinking a lot of Good Word beer yesterday from uh, Todd DiMatteo. Were and, you anywhere uh, near him? How'd you get those? No. Did he send them to you? Yes. He's uh, for those of you that don't follow, it, it's it is on Facebook. Is Lucas Todd or Todd Lucas DiMatteo, or is yes. it just Todd yes. DiMatteo? So he, he, I think the full name is Lucas Todd Dimitri. Yeah, Lucas Todd Dimitri. Y'all should follow him on Facebook if you want to be tortured by tasty-looking, reasonable beers and very good-looking food. But it's not good word. It's his own. But it's his own page. Okay. Like he's a better follow than Good Word. Okay. Like the stuff he says about his beer is much. You know what I mean? It's not promotional. It's just, hey, dude, here's what I got this week, and it just, I don't know. To me, it just you know sings more but definitely yes friend request him if you want to see cool porn what were you drinking from top uh i was drinking a few english bitters uh there's some lagers mixed in there his lovely colch and wow. uh an italian pilsner and every time i took a so, sip i said thank you for creating the style justin kennedy justin kennedy no problem so have we talked about this on the show? Cialetti put an anti-Kennedy article up about Italian Pilsners. No, I haven't seen yeah. that. I thought I sent it to you. No, um, no, I would have. I, I, I'll fight Jeff. Did he write I a book about it or what? Not yet, but I mean, he's still <laughs> writing his Seattle, uh, his Seattle farm brew book too. So, not everybody can be as fast as you, Kennedy. All right, Wait, so are you talking on. about Cialetti or Allworth? Maybe it was Allworth. Which one was it? Do you which one of them has a Justin Kennedy is wrong about Italian Pilsners article? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I would assume it's Allworth, but I don't know. All right. Hold on. I'll see if I can find it while we think. There's What's more the to Italian Pilsners than dry hopping beer vana. All right, so it's Allworth. Beer vana, that's Allworth, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, May 26, 2020. There's more to Italian pillars than dry hopping, which is just, I mean, that translates to fuck you, Justin. Boy, here you are with the right breaking there. news three and a half <laughs> years later. My God. <laughs> Nobody came across my desk when I was, you know, so we were talking about Italian pilsners or something, and I saw it. I was like, "Remember to point this out that that they're apparently right behind Justin's article." There was a Justin's wrong article. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got beef now. Speaking of beef, has anybody AI generated critiques of of our podcast recently? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but um, speaking of uh, Alex Kid. He is on Cameo these days. That's the big, that's the big news out of uh, Miracle World, and I think everybody should uh, spend the twenty-five bucks and have Alex Kid personalize a message to you. I know I already did, and What's the results say? were brilliant. You win? Did you uh, make, asked, did you make him say him. you win, John Hall? You are you are the superior no. beefer. No, I I I wanted to get into the to the holiday season. I wanted to be festive. And so I asked him uh, to really put some heart and some thought into it, but I asked him to do a reading of A Visit from St. Nicholas, also known as The Night Before Christmas. Mm. And my God, did he nail it. Is that right? It's just, I mean, not since Richard Attenborough got on the stage (laughs) and did the play that cannot be named has there been such a reading with 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 poise and grace and cadence, my God, the cadence. Wait, is there so, no time yeah. limit? Is there no time limit on cameo? Can you make them read? Like, no, like... no, he 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 rushed through it like a motherfucker. But yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's like know, Winchell gotta, reading you know, it. There's there's a, there's a whole bunch of other cues, uh, folks in the cues, so it's fine. I love it. I love it. But uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's funny. Have Good you, work, John Hall. Have you not? Have you not done the the kid cameo yet? I, I've barely done anything except drink celebration. Um, what else is going to Darts um, in Jimmy's basement, yeah. You know, darts in Jimmy's basement, the classic. Uh, what about you, Cass? Come on, tell us more about you now that you're at the bottom of that stout and feeling randy. Well, there's about half left. Um, yeah. Well, not too much going on here. Just gearing up for the holidays. And, you know, just was just in North Carolina for the North Carolina Brewers Conference and Ran into uh, one of our favorite fellas there, Sam Calgione, on the streets very late at uh-huh. night. But How's Austin Mr. Calgione doing? He's good. He's good. Good. He was the That's keynote, you know, doing doing his thing there on stage. But uh, doing his keynote thing. Yeah, doing his keynote. What thing. did he say about the state of the industry? What's What's he feeling optimistic about? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't there. I was that too busy at my trade show booth. <laughs> I wasn't listening. They tried to they tried to pipe it in through the speakers in like the trade show area, but uh, no, it didn't work. So I couldn't honestly tell you what his speech was at all. Uh, I just know he was doing his thing. Nice. The future is can cocktail. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, it's it's clearly working for them, man. Um, yeah. Do we have a question? Do we have a question? I was going to ask you if there was any like. Any proper Kennedy Southernness to your food cooking yesterday, but oh, I'm happy uh, to get a question in the middle. Like, I, yeah, I we can do it. We can do I a like letter what, and then we'll I like the regionality in my Thanksgiving stories, and I wanted to hear how how Southern Kennedy gets when he's doing sides. Uh, not super Southern. I did make a really good cornbread stuffing with sausage, peppers, cornbread. Uh, 
yeah i don't know i don't do anything super southern except yes. for i cook green beans for like three hours until they're like wilted so with crispy onions on top yes nice that's a classic green i think that's an all regions classic green yeah. bean casserole although cornbread stuffing sounds kind of good my stuff last night had sausage in it but it wasn't cornbread it was quite good yeah, that's what I'm making right now. Is this is the uh, is the dressing? Nice. with sausage. That's I, oh, that with was sausage. Yeah, unique to me. I hadn't had that before. Nice. It's uh, yeah. It's you gotta. It, it's a, it's a week long process because you have to get the bulk uh, the bulk rolls and let them go stale, and then you shred those up, and then it's a half pound of butter, two large okay. onions, celery stalks, a pound of bulk sausage, ten eggs. You a can pound of bulk sausage? Bulk sausage oh, yeah. is a thing? Oh, yeah, man. Um, uh, you yeah, right. This is my grandmother's recipe. She had, you know, seven kids and uh, had to feed them on a on a budget. And then it's, no, what, uh, kind of sausage, what kind of sausage do you use? It's you bulk, bulk sausage. I, yeah, or but like you get the, 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 Jones, the Jones brand. Or breakfast sausage or what? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of, it's breakfast sausage-ish, yeah. But okay, it's the Jones brand is the is is the better one out of the whole thing. Okay. Uh, sage, some meat. Mrs. Bell's poultry seasoning, thyme, salt and pepper to taste. So wait, you add sage to a sausage stuffing? Yeah. Okay. Fresh or dry? Got it. Uh, I'm using fresh this year because I have it, but typically, yeah, you know, we do the dry. If you we're, want we're it dry, we're not a fancy people. If you want it dried, come on down here. Cassie will dry it for, for you. Lickety split. <laughs> Dehydration station. That's right. We, that so the the new dehydrator is obviously makes a fan noise as all do. But there's been he's been home from school for about five days now, and there's been a constant hum of dehydration in the in the kitchen for all five days. Uh, all Amazing. right, so let's let's hear your letter there, Kennedy, my man. All right, we got a two parter. Ooh, oh. First one is Part a little one. bit of a curveball, something I haven't thought about in a long time. Um, he said, "This is from Niles R." By the way, he says, "Hi, hey, Niles Kennedy, my Niles. man. How, if at all, do you support the homebrewing community?" Uh, I don't. I will admit, <laughs> I don't do anything to support the homebrewing community. Anybody else? I try to I mean, get my buddy to, to brew again. I try to get my buddy I, uh, to, to fire up the system. You know, that's how I support it. But it ain't happening with kids and such. Busy, busy days. But all they probably come in the brewery all the time, right? Yeah, they want you to I taste their latest creation. That I, you know, what's funny is I, that used I don't to think anybody's done that. And like when we first opened, that was a super regular thing. Yeah. Um. And I I will note that there are a lot of types of homebrewer, um, a lot of different but, types. Yeah, like the some of them were just so sweet and cool. Some of them were aspirational brewers. Some of them were just you know like any home chef, but doing beer instead of omelet turning. And some of them were just surprisingly pompous. Um, yeah. But uh, it was the pompous ones that usually made the most mediocre beer. But yeah, yeah, and and always, always like I have a gold medal in the thing that only I entered, and I'm like, oh, (laughs) 
Good for you. I created the competition. There wasn't for a myself. ton of competition in the swept the categories. Yeah. I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my own joke because it's how I describe Swisher, but wait, you won for fruited Cascadian dark Rauk beer? Good for you, buddy. How how many people entered? Oh, just you, huh? Fruited <laughs> um, Cascadian dark Rauk beer. Yeah. Um, I used to judge homebrew competition that Allagash and Threes did uh, at Threes Brewing in Brooklyn, uh, but I guess pandemic did a. a yeah, I'm wondering why that pivot happens because, well, so what I'm thinking, at least around here, was it was always kind of the cooler bars that would put them together because you know all the dumb Jersey laws. But then I'd go to be part of the panel or, or rep and. Either they've stopped inviting me to those, they must be talking to the new kids like Icarus and Seed, or they've stopped doing them. You know what I mean? It was always like, like remember the old copper mine up by you, John? Yeah, of course. Like, copper mine was great about bringing homebrewers together, but they obviously closed out a while ago. Rest in peace, missed the copper mine. Um, and then there, there were a lot of southern places that would do it. It was never a big Monmouth County thing. Uh, but I would travel for those and go taste beers and give feedback and talk. But I was also, as you know, bad for them because I wouldn't judge or rate because I hate that. So you couldn't win a competition I was giving feedback on. So that kind of sucks the life out of that. Uh, what yeah. about you, Hall? You write about homebrewer gatherings and stuff, right? Not as there, much, there's still not like as national homebrew conventions. There is, um, and the numbers, as best I can tell, and from anecdotal conversations, have dropped over the last couple of years. I went to Pittsburgh for the Homebrewers Conference uh, a couple of years ago, two years ago, uh, and it was interesting. I mean, there's a lot of passion in the room. There's a lot of um, uh, a lot of excitement among the homebrewers. And then this year, 2023, they had it in San Diego. Uh, and I, I wasn't there, so I don't know the numbers, but they announced that they were going to be combining the homebrew convention with the Great American Beer Festival. So I guess people can go into Denver a few days early. The homebrewers can go in a few days early and then it'll dovetail into GABF. And there's been some arguments, both pro and con for, you know, what that means, Um uh, you know, are homebrewers getting the short shrift or does it actually help elevate them a little bit? And I think there's valid arguments on both sides. But I, I homebrewing just isn't talked about as much. Well, um, let me ask a question. Um, yeah. For my context of homebrewer, I mean, obviously, there's your bucket people, there's your extract people, there's your. But at some point. What I considered super serious, you know two buddies, blah, 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 homebrewing 15 years ago, I think about 5,000 breweries fall into that category. Like, is it just yeah. what we now call a nano brewery used to be the very serious homebrewers? You know what I mean? Cause yeah, I think that, I think that's part of, of it. And I like also think one, a lot of these breweries are one barrel systems, which, which was a, you know, final stages homebrewing hobby. Right. I think that that's part of it. But I also think that with 10,000 breweries in the country, uh, even with the, you know, the closures that are happening, there's still a ton. Um, the guys that would get together and stand around their driveway uh, doing homebrews on, on the weekends now just go to their local breweries and they just bullshit the same way, uh, but have 
other folks do the the beer work for them. Um, you know, with so much choice out there, there's not as much of a a need maybe for locally made beer or homemade beer versus being able it's to drink funny, local. Though, I would have guessed the lockdown part of pandemic would have encouraged an uptick in that kind of DIY thing, but we don't see that, do we? I can't think. No, I. I think I don't think that happened much. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I think the opposite. Um, I you know I was never tightly dialed into the homebrew community, but you know being in Brooklyn, there there is a few homebrew shops around. Um, but it seems like everyone that I knew that was a quote unquote homebrewer doesn't do it anymore. So I don't know. Yeah. I do know that. Really? Uh, what are you seeing? I think I think Josh Bernstein, our friend here in Brooklyn, has is uh, doing his homebrew tours again. So if you're interested in doing that, I would say reach out to him because he does a kind of a cool thing where you go around to different people's apartments and taste their homebrew and ride the subway with Josh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, I wonder if they're just boy, really I wonder... this year, Justin. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if they're just missing a leader. Is it ever since Mary went to Fifth Hammer that there's just I was gonna say no, most no tight organizing knew, factor? Yeah, most of the homebrewers I knew now own breweries, so yeah. mm. huh. interesting. All right, what's the second part of this question? All right, second part is he says, as the holidays are approaching, what's a family tradition that you love to do with your family? Hmm. Hmm. Um Hung over, hung over podcasting. <laughs> Locking myself um, in the bedroom and podcasting at 9 a.m. Okay. on Black Friday. <laughs> Telling my child he can't watch Simpsons till I'm done recording. Um, <laughs> daddy's daddy's in the library, guys. No TV till after 10 o'clock. Um, hmm. What do we do that's traditional? So you, oh, you all know that all of my family is my neighbor's. So we just, you know, we have a rotation. I host Thanksgiving, or at least I take everybody out for Thanksgiving. My mom does Christmas. My sister does Easter. We just, it's basically just change of protein, everything else the same, go over my neighbor's house. And I guess my kids hang out with their cousins. I don't know. What do you guys do? Is there any, is there any not to be missed Hannah cuteness, John? Um, you know, we're getting there at this point. It's obviously still the mall Santas and, you know, driving around and looking at the lights and um, a lot of, you know, the prep. And uh, since we've, we've moved to the suburbs, you know, we're doing like the, you know, the, the, the big cookie days and, and, and things like that. But um, not as far as like, you know, like actual traditions, I, I don't know if we have like a, like a must do kind of thing yeah. every year every year though i will say and it's getting harder and harder like i really do try to focus on just being calm and saying okay like i don't have to make everything perfect or you know if i don't get to the mall one last time or if this order doesn't show up in time or things like that i'm just i'm striving for just quiet and calm and peace and i'm finding it harder and harder to achieve that every year and really? I don't know if that's just been the pandemic or or whatnot, but that is that is usually my hope and what I am striving for is just a little bit of that, you know, that courier and Ives kind of 
Christmas tableau. <laughs> so we, um, funny, we do have a, I, I have a Thanksgiving tradition. So Lauren and I have now been together 25 years. And when That's we started dating, and when we started dating way back when, we didn't have a house there. We were still in the city. So a buddy of mine, Morgan, uh, and his now wife, Amy, they started dating like within three months of us, but they had an, a house that was theirs when everybody else was still visiting parents. So in our 20s, we would go over to Morgan, go out all together and then end up at Morgan's and then wake up with this hangover on Thanksgiving, right? Because you always go out on homecoming Wednesday. So Appreciate one year you. we all we all rallied for one more drink at a Red Bank bar before we went home to our parents' houses for dinner. And even as of yesterday, I did that for a 25th time. And we've been rotating the bar. The bar's moved a couple times. The first bar we did it at no longer opens on Thanksgiving morning. But there were 10 of us at a bar in Red Bank at 11 yesterday having one pint of Guinness in a Jaeger shop before we went to dinner with all our families. So I guess I have that tradition. It's a great tradition. That is a great tradition. That is really nice. I was surprised What's to hear funny it. is there was the year of lockdown where it was just me and Morgan as the thread that connected it beginning to end. But yeah, we, we've grown back since then with a great picture of just me and Morgan outside Red River bar in red bank at opposite ends of picnic tables doing fake long toast to continue the tradition so i guess we have that one i was surprised to hear john doesn't drink celebration until after thanksgiving is that a tradition john or is that a new yeah that's just I, i i i try not to jump the holidays too much and i've i've always been mad at seasonal creep in the beer space you know like pumpkin beer showing up in march um so yeah i i try to make it last or make it just a little bit more holiday themed like i buy it in advance i have it in advance i'm tempted by it but there's something nice about the last two beers of the night being celebration and sort of blissfully going off to sleep that way and then knowing that i have still like a month plus of good ipa because i feel like some folks like stock up on it start drinking it maybe in october uh which is fine um but then by the time christmas comes around they're they're palate fatigued on it and i don't know i feel like it's a nice christmas beer as well now john don't you also have i think we've talked about it on the show but don't you have some sour beer you drink on christmas oh yeah that is a that is a beer tradition on christmas eve i drink the duchess every christmas eve there you go so there's more. Thank you. So we yeah, have them. We're just we just don't think yeah, about they're it. Just there. Like it's I just, literally yeah. part of why I'm so so hungover today is the eleven o'clock drinks I was having yesterday, which is a twenty five year annual tradition that I completely forgot when asked if I had a tradition. So right. I guess we're just getting old and senile. Um, what? Anyway, yeah. what about you, Cass? What would what drift racing traditions are there up in North Jersey for uh for Black Friday? Well, I, I did used to go to the hundred drifters of December. That's out there at some point. Um, but I no longer can do that. For me, it's the movies, you know. Uh once December first hits, you know, dust off a, a list I have here, you know, uh, on the computer and just start going down down the list, try to get in all the Christmas movies. But you know, top five dead or alive's gotta be Christmas vacation, Friday after next, Ernest Saves Christmas, the Pee Wee Christmas okay. special for a star studded event, and everybody's favorite. <laughs> 
die hard. Yes, oh. you fucking crack me up. Um, you You're know what I will tell you though? Another thing we've been doing around here since the boys, and I would suggest this, like do a Google search, find like a trustworthy or cute aggregator like the strategist or wire cut or whatever. But look up most interesting advent calendars. Oh, yeah. I think it all started like I want to say like a bunch of years ago, maybe five or seven. Lauren got a advent calendar of those little jelly jars you get like when you're traveling in hotels. Mm-hmm. So it was however many is it 24 in an advent calendar? Let's say 24. Um, but it was 24 different jellies. So for those 24 days, I like went downstairs, made toast, spread the jelly on it, and all four of us sat around and ate our different weird British jellies together. Um, and since then, she's found a cool one every year. This one this year is Lacrids Swedish licorice. Mm. Um, but there's been like check it out, like skip the beer ones, skip the whiskey ones. But there's fun weird oh, yeah. meat around the world um sharing things and and every morning we get up and with the boys away we each have one of these lacrids at their house at their dorms and you know each morning we chase and give our notes and talk about what's what and this year it'll be lacrids licorice so maybe that's a cool one i can share with y'all because if you're in a tasting and flavor like i am it's a fun weird way to spend december oh, what be- about you kennedy jerky. my man yeah, we do, um, <laughs> we do. Um, uh, we do advent calendars as well, but we do more crafty things. So uh, we did one from a shop here in uh, the city called Pearl Soho, where my daughter makes some little ornament every day for 24 days. There's last yeah. year, I think, we did a nutcracker thing where she makes nutcracker uh, figurines and puts on a play at the end of the and the thing um so yeah that one's that one's fun um wait a second i I know i know your kids are still young but how do you handle the guilt of 24 handmade christmas ornaments (laughs) and 24 fucking handmade nutcrackers like at this pace you're gonna need a 37 foot tree before she gets to prom well, well, the the, uh, the ornament thing came with its own tree to put it on, and it just hangs on amazing. the wall. So that one's that's that one. amazing. Yeah, the other that's one makes great. I love that. Look that up. That's a cool tradition. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the link in our uh, in our show notes here. Um, that's a good one. See if you can find the lacrids one too for everybody. If it's still around and gettable by the first, this will air still in November, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I so will I say I'm going to agree with you 100% on don't get one of those beer advent calendars, except <laughs> if you live in Canada, where our good friend Don Tess uh, does a beer advent calendar and apparently has the patent on the box. Oh, and he created the design of the patent? beer advent calendar box and has the patent on it. So every time you buy a beer advent calendar in Canada, you're supporting Don Tess, which really enables him to do more puns, which really enables Augie to be, you know, angry. And uh, and that's just a win for everybody. He's getting lazy and worse. Can we all agree Don is getting very lazy with these puns? Some of the At recent some ones point, we don't need content print. as much as we need creativity, Don. <laughs> <laughs> There was there was one recently that just the groan of all groans came out when I saw it. 
That's all of it's, them. Yeah, he. That's the problem with Don is they all border on genius, <laughs> mostly because of the fact that he does one a day. <laughs> but uh, you know, my my race right now is to get in with a boo before somebody puts a creative follow up pun on. Yeah, and I now have to. It's it's like it's like he's moved to somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic because they're coming on earlier and earlier every morning, and I'm not ready. You know. Before my coffee. I get it. All right. Um, anything else we need to tie up before we say goodbye and happy holidays to everybody and plan um, our our Joel M. Whatever. Do we have yeah, we got, an advent yeah, calendar? Got, those are our point? traditions. Do we have four Christmas guests? Or are we still, uh, yeah, we're, thinking I was thinking Joel about that the other day. We're going to put that schedule to, together in the coming weeks. So uh, we do have a tradition of having M. Souter on every. Yeah. At the end of every year. Um, so yeah, and, and Joel Shelton. Yeah. Um, um, hey, why don't you guys write us and tell us who you'd like to us to fold into the tradition? Maybe. Yeah, hey, John, can you are you allowed to cross for oak? Can we do a Don and M episode to to get attention for their podcast, which is wonderful. Absolutely. By the way. I'm sure I'm sure that they would love that. All right. We'll figure it out. And to, a fair warning, it's really hard to ship beer to Canada, so you might want to pick beers Don can buy. Um, but when you mail beer to Canada, you you somehow have trade regulations that makes it cost nine hundred dollars. We or, could have Don we could have Don pick the beers. Yeah. Right? And have everybody we could do that, behind. or we could all just get advent calendars and just drink an beers? entire advent calendar apiece. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> when when like people that? talk about us, when people Who's talk about us, they're going to blame Pat. that idea on me. And that was your idea. I want that stuck 100%. to you. Down the road, when we see people out, they're going to be like, it's like that time you told John he should drink a whole advent calendar. I'm going to be like, that's not me. John is the bad influence. 100%. I know, but they always blame me. Nobody gives you credit for being the worst of us. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. John's the worst of us. Cass, tell him how to give us five stars and money. Yes, five stars wherever the hell you're listening to this thing. Um, Patreon.com slash steal this beer. Thank you all for for kicking us a couple ducats. Uh, It keeps us going. And and we are grateful and thankful. Keeps us humble. Uh, Yeah, some of us. Uh... (laughs) John, you got to fight. He's right in your kitchen. (laughs) Hey, write us letters. Tell us about your holiday traditions, favorite side dish, you know, whatever floats your boat. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think we got some catching up to do on Untapped. You know, check us out there. Toast us. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Fache Libro. Uh, I don't know if Tumblr is still a thing. We might have that. We don't have it. Steal this beer. <laughs> John Hall, the blogger, has a Tumblr. Oh, wow. All right, y'all. Happy holidays. Thanks. Love you all. Get at us.